This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend-setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paperhouse Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy? Uh, yeah? It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger! Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Rust Belt Rivals brought to you by Paperhouse Network. I am Pittsburgh Steeler fan Nick Angelo, joined as always by Cleveland Brown fan Simon Siegel. Stat Boy Charlie is in the house, but before we get started, I just want to say that coming out this Friday, November 12th, our fellow Paperhouse Network brother, James Mattern, is releasing his second comedy album called The Check Spot. He recorded it at the club during the worst part of any comedy show, The Check Spot, when everybody's drunk trying to pay for their bills. And he decided to do a Q&A and talk to a bunch of drunk people, and we made an album out of it. I actually produced the album, so eh, I'm giving myself a shout-out, too. So that's coming out Friday, November 12th, The Check Spot with James Mattern. But this is a football podcast. and uh, Before we move forward, Charlie, is it just me or did it sound like James Mattern was coming out on Friday based on the way Nick pitched that? Like, go back and listen to that in the end because really I thought it was a very different announcement about our brother James Mattern and this Friday. So uh, good thing you cleared it up in the end. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Simon, I feel like you're taunting me. Are Are you taunting me? I feel like you're taunting me. Is that, is that what you're doing right now? Listen, I we go in there. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think, I think we have to. I think, I think. Let's talk about Monday night's game. The Chicago Bears lost to the NFL referees. It was just a breathtaking, devastating loss. Uh, the refs really gave it to them in that game, uh, and uh, that's what I saw. Okay, let me let me retort. First off. You know, when you line up that, off, ter- that, fl- that, that flag was a terrible towel and you know it. Well, okay, look, the officiating stinks, but it stinks in every game. Okay, was it, it definitely the, if I was a Bears fan, I would be upset too. I, I'm gonna start off with that, but however, the refs didn't tell their defensive line to continuously line up off sides. I mean, that's not, that's a call. The worst call, oh, the entire- what about what, 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 what about TJ Watt lining off off sides during that kick at the end? His helmet's literally over the line. The worst call was the uh, the low block of TJ Watt that re- that that negated the touchdown. That was the I will give you that. That was pretty bad. But all the, the, this taunting penalty. Let me try to explain something to everybody. Is it a dumb rule that we're doing this now? All of a sudden, where we allowed the players to have choreographed dances in the end zone, but now, God forbid, if you you make a tackle, it's yes, it's dumb. It's dumb. Okay, it's dumb. But the rule is the rule. We're going to play it as it is. When you do, when you get a sack and you do a spinning roundhouse kick in the air, then walk towards the bench of the other team, square your shoulders up, and stare them down. That ain't celebrating. What is it? What is it? Go ahead, guys. I'll wait. I, I, you know what it is. His intent was to taunt. Therefore, it's taunting. Is the rule dumb? Yes. But what he what do you, what do you think he was doing? You don't have just because he didn't say anything doesn't mean it's not taunting. What was he doing? The spinning roundhouse kick got the eyes of the ref watching him. Then he marched towards the Steelers bench, stared them down. What else would you call that? But no, because the, the problem with this is is that you said 
it's all about the intent. What his intent was. These the refs can't call blocks or pass interference properly. We're asking them to judge intent on a celebration. Come it wasn't. But on. no, I look. I agree with you in the sense that they shouldn't have to do that. But this is the world that is in place that they are clearly stressing. His he wasn't celebrate. That wasn't a celebration. What was he explain? Give me an adjective of what. Just because you physically can't do that doesn't mean that it's not a celebration. <laughs> it's a valid celebration, Nick. What the spinning roundhouse <laughs> kick and then walking over to the team and staring him down? That is not celebration. I did that the other. I did that the other day when I was pumping gas and I hit twenty right on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right at the Sunoco employee inside. Yeah, you okay? All right, fair, fair point. I just look and, and then and then. The Bears went down the field and took the lead. So that didn't have any repercussions on the game. They scored too quick. So everybody who's bitching and moaning, look, I get it. It's a dumb rule. But that that was that didn't have anything to do with the outcome of the game. Our amazing kicker who kicked a 50-yard-plus field goal to win the game, that had something to do with the outcome. So the buzz is back, baby. I don't know what to tell you, Bears fans. You know, I will tell you this. I don't think the Bears are getting better. I just think the Steelers are just aren't that good of a team, and the Bears still stink. I don't know. Justin Fields did look like he oh. might be taking a step in the right direction, but Justin <sighs> Fields was averaging 15 yards uh, <laughs> a completion. Like it's the second highest uh, air yards per completion in the NFL this season. Yeah, okay, I got to pick him up Dude. for my QB zero. Justin Fields is, like I said, in the offseason, the truth. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, still early. I said, I, said that too, I said that too about him. I think he's going to take his lumps. It's not going to translate to Ws, but he's going to get better and better as the season goes. But we are at the midway point of the season. And, man, just when you think you have a grip on what's about to come down the pipe in the second half, week nine happens. Holy smoke. Simon, I know you got a couple uh, categories and uh, awards that we want to hand out at the halfway point. So, you know, I'll let you take it from here. Well, what, what, well, what are we? Well, let's, uh, let's, before we get to our awards, let's, let's refresh our top five, bottom five uh, at, at the midpoint here. Because uh, I'm, I'm very curious. And uh, Stepboy Charlie, where do you want us to, or should we start with the bottom or the top? What do you uh, think? Always start with the bottom as a rule. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I will give you my bottom five, and this is from, uh, I guess, from least, uh, least worst to worst uh, in terms of the worst. So I've got the Jets coming in um, at 28th on my list. Um, I then have the Jacksonville Jaguars at 29. Even though they got that win against the Bills, I think that's more about the Buffalo Bills and your boy Josh Allen. Um, my boy Josh Allen plays the Jacksonville Jaguars. Your you know, boy Josh Allen plays for the Buffalo Bills. If you were to tell me that in a Jags-Bills game, Josh Allen would have a career game, that's not what I would have expected. So <laughs> kudos to that guy. Uh, I, I next have the Miami Dolphins uh, at 30. Um, they are followed, obviously, by the Houston Texans. And then, of course, the Detroit Lions, the the O for Detroit Lions at 32, who, again, I hope that that streak ends this week, but 
America's team right now. I don't America's see it happening. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I mean, I pretty much agree with you. The order's a little bit different. Um, I had to. I, this is this is top five, bottom five of what of currently what's happening. So week nine may or may not. I mean, look, sometimes teams lose, but it just was odd that every team seemed to lose to shake things up. So rounding out my bottom five, um, I you know what? I originally had Seattle down there, but I don't think that was a fair assessment because Russ was hurt. So I agree that the Dolphins are going to be uh, the top of my bottom. Uh, then I go to the Jets, who are just they're, – they're a bad team, injury plague, but still a bad team. Then Jacksonville, who – they're still a bad team, but they still they they seem to they got two victories, and all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence doesn't look as terrible as he did. So I have them there. Then I have the Detroit Lions, who still play tough, and then I have the Houston Texans as the worst team in the league because they are they're a terrible terrible team, and I would be shocked if they don't have the number one overall draft pick going into the season, going out of the season. Next up, top five. Yeah, Nick, why don't you take us through yours? Yeah, it's the NFC. The, the you know the one thing I was right about is the NFC is by far a better uh, conference than the AFC. The uh, so my number five team, I threw the Ravens there because I just feel like I had to put someone there from the AFC. I'm not convinced on that, but then I look around the league. I don't know. I don't know who the best team in the AFC is. We'll we'll get to something in a minute let me round this out then i have the bucks then i have the packers then i have the rams at number two and the best team in the league are the cardinals so even without their star quarterback they still pulled out a uh, uh division win against the 49ers just when you think their defense is all shooken up they they come out and they play very well i think the cardinals are the best team in the league i think the rams are the second best the the only reason why they're at number two is because they just lost to tennessee and the Cardinals beat them. So I do think the Rams are number two, but that should kind of change down the second half of the season. Simon, who's your top five? So number five, I have the uh, the Green Bay Packers, obviously led by Throw Rogan up there. Um, <laughs> number four, I've got the Arizona Cardinals, who they're, they're winning games, but I still don't buy them. I think that this last week's win says more about San Francisco than it necessarily does with, about Arizona, even with Colt McCoy in there and no DeAndre Hopkins and no A.J. Green. Still not buying the Cardinals as much. They're in my top five. They deserve to be, but I'm not putting them at the top. Uh, number three, I, of course, have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, number two, this was a tough one, and it was a coin flip. I'm still putting the Rams as the number one team in the league, but number two are your Tennessee Titans. That's who I was going to – I was surprised that – well, yes, they, they've been really good. I just, they have been good. That defensive front is great. And Derek, who? Because guess what? You don't, you don't need a running back to win in the NFL. Look at Kansas City last year and kind of what, how they were able to go through the league. Look at Tampa Bay and the guys they have. They can put anybody out there and get it done at this point in time. So I, I'm buying Tennessee all the way uh it wasn't that long ago that i was hearing oh it's the colts it's the colts they're gonna win that division tennessee that, that was last Legit. year that was last no, year no this is that was stat boy charlie three weeks ago two weeks ago oh, wild, yeah. wild wild cards still in play yeah well you know whatever um i look i have tennessee at six i just just when i started to believe in them 
Derrick Henry went down, but apparently that didn't matter against the Rams, who I had at number one. So, yes, I should have them way higher. I just don't. I just I don't. I, I just don't. I, there's something about that team I just can't buy. But here's the thing. Tennessee and the Ravens are both teams that I'm not completely sold on. But what do I always say? Good teams find a way to win. The Ravens look like they squeeze out games out of their ass crack every single week. When you have the greatest kicker to ever play the game, that will happen. Are the Ravens a good team? No, but good. But they'll, yes, they'll find a way to win. Tennessee is knocking on that door. I think in four weeks when we revisit our top five, bottom five, I don't think our bottom fives are going to change much. But our top fives might be drastically different. I might be having Tennessee up there. If they continue to win without Derrick Henry, then yeah. Then yeah, I'll be a believer. So we'll we'll see what happens coming down coming down the second half of the the season. You're not a believer of the Cardinals. I, I what what do they have to do? And look, I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong on your on your thought here, but I'm so I'm asking you, what do they have to do to get you to be like, yo, that's a good team? I don't, none of their wins have been like a lot of their wins have been teams that are have been banged up or overrated or they got very lucky with some wins like they lost on on that that kick against Minnesota they won that kick against Minnesota early on I just I don't buy that team I think they did beat your uh, your number two ranked team in the in week one the Cardinals uh, beat the Titans thirty eight to thirteen. Early in the season, the begin. Listen, I just I don't buy them if they continue to. I I think that they're going to tr- show to be fools gold uh, eventually. I so think the, I'm just I'm just not sold. The way you feel about the Cardinals is the way I feel about the Titans. So I'm fully well aware that I could be in even next week. I could be like, you know what? I was wrong about the Titans. I feel like that's the same way with you and the Cardinals. Do you have an idea where you would put the Browns in in the grand scheme of rankings? Um, I mean, top half, uh, probably, probably like 10th, 10th. Oh, wow. So I have, I have the Browns at 16 and the Steelers at 15 simply because the Steelers beat the Browns. Um, I will tell you what, looking down the second half of the season, this Browns should easily, easily become a better team because it seems to me. Tell me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it just seem like the Browns were just a better team? It's, how do I put this? It's like a, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's like they were sick. They, they, they had a bug, and all of a sudden they got rid of that bug, and now they're a, a well, better team. It's like they got debugged, and now they're just a better team. I, I don't know. It just seems crazy. It just seems odd that just like that, oh, just like in a week, they just got rid of like ugh, the, the ugh in their locker room, and all of a sudden, like, look at them. They're a whole new team. Am I wrong? Am I am I wrong? Yes, yes, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Like it's like you like you think it boils down to what they like. They Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't going 99 yards to the house with a pick six. He wasn't forcing turnovers or overs on defense. He wasn't breaking 70 yard touchdown runs. Like there are a lot of factors at play. And you know what? The the one thing, and this is what has been coming out a lot from Cleveland recently of, like, is Donovan Peoples-Jones and the belief that he is, like, the future at wide receiver in Cleveland. 
And there's a lot of people who believe that he had already become the best wide receiver in that wide receiver room. Um, and so I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to because you saw it in this last game with that 60 yard bomb that was right on the money and a perfectly dialed up call. But like, that is a guy to keep an eye on. He shouldn't be out there on waivers. And obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves and we're going to talk about some uh, player awards here uh, in a minute. Um, but keep an eye on him because I think that's the exciting thing to, to look at. And we'll, we're, we'll talk about our teams a little later on. I want to get back to some mid-season awards here. So I'm going to go through a quick list. We'll keep this pretty quick. Um, I just want to hear your mid-season awards for MVP. Who is your MVP? Quick fire here. I mean, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. I, 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 think that, I think that's been evident there. I think they're the best team, and I think he's the best player. Matt Stafford? Yeah, it's Matt Stafford is where I'm going. I'm, I'm out in L.A. with you on that one. Um, offensive player of the year. I'm staying in L.A. with Cooper Cup. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I mean, I mean it's Cooper Cup is just just dominant. Like he just they know he's getting the ball and he's still catching ten balls a game. Anyone who owns him in fantasy is probably staying afloat simply because of him. And just on the field, he can't be stopped. So I think that's a great pick. I agree with you, the Rams and Cooper Cup. Uh, another one to consider, Jonathan Taylor. He's having a pretty good year this year too. Yeah, that's a great pick, Charlie. That's uh, he he'll get a vote. I, I think it's, yeah. I think it's going to be Cooper Cup, but I think, I think he think definitely Jonathan des- Taylor's he, on he the deserves list. he de- he deserves a mention for sure. I don't know if he is the guy, but he definitely deserves a mention. He's uh, he's single handedly carrying that team and oh. has completely made the the Colts crowded backfield not so crowded anymore. So, all right, defensive player of the year. I, I mean. It's hard for me to say this because I know I'm going to sound like a homer and a bias, but I have the luxury of watching him every game. But TJ Watt is just unstoppable. He's single-handedly winning ball games as a defender. I said that against after the Seattle game. It's a team of eleven, but yet he's single-handedly winning the games when they need him the most. Even when he's triple teamed, he's winning the ball game for them. And look, maybe there's other guys out there. I know a couple of those, you know, a couple guys in LA as well, and even in in Tampa, Charlie, but I get to watch TJ Watt every game and it's hard for me to say anyone else besides him. Yeah. It's going to be your league leader in sacks, Mr. Miles Garrett as defensive player of the year. Okay. Charlie, are you going to stay, are you going to stay true to form and pick a buck here on this one? I mean, if, if we're going to go that route, it's going to be Vita via via. I mean, he just, he doesn't have the stats to support that uh, the title, but I mean, you watch his game tape and he makes grown men look like, children when he plays but my not homer pick uh digs from dallas at least so far in the season like what was it For, seven interceptions in six weeks i mean he is my defensive rookie of the year that's yeah, me who too. i have for defensive rookie of the year yeah um, me too. Although, and, and you can make an argument for micah parsons that's, on that cowboys defense as well kind of yeah. crazy that they got two rookies that yeah that draft that draft class is is insane, insane for them and their defense clearly has shown although you know denver came into town but i feel like that was a, a team-wide uh lapse so um i agree with you i think Diggs is definitely the defensive rookie of the year so far it's just I mean you can't you don't you don't start a career much better than that all right all right uh offensive rookie of the year not Named Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a that's an easy one. Uh, Jamar Chase, clearly. So who who else would it be? I don't want to be a homer and say Najee Harris, although I do think he should get a mention. 
boy, I'm, I'm trying to think. There is a, there is a, um, God, who do you have? Who do you have? Let me, let me try to think of the kid's name. I, I, I so I, I think it is far and away. And in fact, honestly, he should be in the conversation, even regardless if we're even having, if, even if Jamar Chase, Rashawn Slater should be in the conversation for offensive rookie of the year. He is the who is the most ready tackle in that class, and he's been absolutely dominant. And I think Rashawn Slater, rookie offensive rookie of the year right now. Yeah, that's kind of that's who I was thinking. I was actually thinking Alex Leatherwood in Oakland, but I I wasn't or Vegas, excuse me. Put that put the tip yeah. money in the tip jar. Tip jar. Um, uh, yeah, Rashawn Slater is a great pick. He is that, that's these offensive linemen come into the league and sometimes you just never hear of them again, and that's usually because they're good. It's the offensive linemen that you hear of. It's like, oh, that guy stinks. You know, everybody knows uh, Dan Moore's name in Pittsburgh. That's because he he's going to make a great right tackle, but as left tackle, he's going to get Ben murdered. But I, I digress again in my homerism. Uh, I think Rashawn Slater is a great pick, and I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it from you, Simon. I think that's a it's a hell of a pick, and the Chargers are definitely. Um, Doing well with that. Charlie, do you got another name? No one says Kyle Pitts. No. No. What? No, not I mean he's doing okay. Are you kidding me? He's doing okay. He's gonna be the number one tight end next year in fantasy drafts. Who gives a shit? That's but that's that and that's fantasy for next year. And I th- also think that his he was hurt by the way Atlanta he used him early on. He just hasn't been as impressive. And now that they're fo- like now that with Ridley out, like they're focusing on, on him a bit more. Like it's it's not as easy in week in and week out. The other one that I was gonna I was thinking about was Mac Jones too. Oh, the dirty, dirty Mac Jones. Well, let's <laughs> let's you know what? Let's let's uh, Charlie. Let's let's take a little trip why don't we and uh we can talk about all these guys uh because i think it's time to, to move on uh all right so first up we've got the the thursday night matchup tonight's matchup uh the baltimore ravens at the miami dolphins every ounce of me wants to take miami at home getting seven and a half it's 50 unit thursday that's a it's a little little betting game i, I like to have nowadays with my old my old chums back home, uh, but I just don't see the Dolphins. They they they're both in our bottom five. They stink. I don't care if it's at home. The Ravens they might not be able to beat them by seven and a half, but I don't. I can't possibly bet. I might take the under on this one. Uh, I like the Ravens. They just they're that team. They just find ways to win. Dolphins are going to be up four with like a minute and a half to play, and the Ravens are going to win that game. I'm taking Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a that's good to know for my uh, 50 unit Thursday. Where are we going to next on Sunday, Charlie? Uh, we got we're going to Dallas. We got the Cowboys with the Atlanta Falcons in town. I mean, that was a pretty brutal showing against Denver, but I don't know. Maybe the Von Von Miller leaving just ignited that defense and. I don't know. I I'm taking the Cowboys in this one, but it's that's why I couldn't put the Cowboys in my top five right now. I just uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know what I'm going to see this week, but I'm going to take the Cowboys just straight up. Yeah, I said last week there's no way that Denver, after trading their heart and soul, goes into Dallas with a healthy Dak and wins. What the fuck do I know? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, but I'll, I'll I'll double down on it. Ain't going to happen again. I think Dallas was just just. 
they weren't crisp. They weren't sharp. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if they lose this game, they're in trouble. There's something going on there. I don't think they're going to. Atlanta, they try they they even they tried to lose that game in the fourth quarter and somehow still won. So I'm gonna take the Cowboys at home. No way they lose two in a row. All right. Next up we've got the New Orleans Saints against the Tennessee Titans. I'm gonna take the Saints. I'm not I'm not a buy, I'm not buying Tennessee. If the Tennessee if the Tennessee Titans come out without Derrick Henry and play well against that New Orleans Saints defense, then I'm going to become a believer. But until that happens, I'm going to take the Saints primarily because I like that defense. I think now with Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara actually gets better. Their quarterback Trevor Simeon played admirably. I like I like the Saints in the in this game. I mean, I'm obviously taking the Titans here. I played admirably in a loss to the Falcons, who we can all agree are not a great team right now. Well, they're a 500 team somehow, but I don't think that they're a good 500 team. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans in this one. I believe in Tennessee right now. We're two next. Falcons beat the Saints last week, but, you know, uh, a a compromise Saints team. Um, next up, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, the battle of the South against the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Colts here. Um, but I'm taking the, the Jaguars will beat the spread there. 10 and a half. I, I'll take the Jaguars to beat that all, all day. Uh, but I'll, uh, uh, but, but I'm taking 10, I'm taking the Colts here straight up. I, I mean, the Colts almost blew a uh, 30 point lead the, the, the 10 and a half spread on Thursday night I was did you guys by the way I don't know for for you betting fans out there did you hear Joe Buck I mean that game was out of control the Jets were just moving up and down the field on the prevent defense and Joe Buck says well this game is getting interesting for some people and that was me who put 50 units on the Colts minus 10 and a half um as for the game itself uh, yeah I'm taking the Colts Jacksonville's playing a little bit better but I I can't get behind them Simon, I want to ask you about a little bit of a, some fantasy football, though. Carlos Hyde, you buying or selling on Carlos Hyde? Are you are you taking Carlos Hyde to Arby's or no? I I no. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not doing so poorly in any of my fantasy leagues that I'm even looking at Carlos Hyde. But no, I don't. I I think that those days are done. I don't want I don't want it. No sir, no way, no how. There are better options out there. There have to be. I tend to agree. Charlie, where are we going to next? Next, we've got the super disappointing Buffalo Bills going to the New Jersey Jets. Saying that with the context of getting kicked out of the survivor pool because of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, there it is. The bitter the bitterness of Stat Boy Charlie Survivor Pool. Well, Buffalo has some question marks. You know, they lost to a Steelers team opening week, then they lost to Tennessee on Monday. Then they lost to God, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have some question marks. Are they not as good as we think they are? Are they just underperforming? Do they go to New Jersey? It's a it's a division game. The Jets always play the Bills tight. Do I dare take the Jets? Of course I won't. I'm taking Buffalo. They haven't looked great. I think them losing to Jacksonville is a wake-up call. Here it is. If Buffalo comes out and stomps the Jets, I think all is right in Buffalo. If they lose this game, there's some serious problems going on in Buffalo. Simon, how do you see it? J-E-T-S. 
S Jets Jets Jets. No, I'm taking. I'm ta- I am taking the New Jersey Jets. Wow. Get out of here! Game. Let's go! Let's go! I think, I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo is on a downward slide. I think that regression is here, and I, I think that the. I, I always thought the Jets were going to be better than they were. I didn't think it was going to be with Mike White, but uh, he's back. I like. I'm I'm buying Elijah Moore finally getting his his reign. Michael Carter, who I had been high on, I told you all to buy a couple of weeks ago. He's getting his run. Jets are going to win this one. Buffalo spiral continues. Ooh, that's a okay. All right, where are we going to next, Charlie? Next, we've got the Champa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington Football Team. I mean, I'm taking Tampa Bay. I mean. Another MVP candidate is also Tom Brady. Like, yeah. let's, let's be honest here. Like, <laughs> what do you mean to say? Uh, Chris Godwin's got a foot injury. Showed up on the did not practice list on Wednesday. So make sure you pay attention to what happened uh, today. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Washington's super disappointing this year. Really thought they were going to be better, but obviously the quarterback situation needs to figure itself out. Um, but that defense just not what it, I thought it was going to be. I, I, I got to imagine you're going with the Bucks here. Although you love picking against the Bucks and then being wrong about it. So Yeah, I know. So I'm going to take Tampa. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Keep an eye on the wide receiver situation out there, though. Uh, Antonio Brown still, I think, still hobbling around in a walking boot. Chris Godwin obviously just showed up. So, you know, but hey, maybe the magic man, Mike Evans, just now you see me this week. Who knows? Who knows with him? If, if all the options are gone, I'm still okay with Mike Evans there. Um, I like Tampa Bay. You said it best, Simon. Washington's a huge disappointment. They might be a bigger disappointment than the Dolphins, uh, or just maybe I just gave them unfair. Uh, maybe I just thought Washington should have been better than they actually would have been. But uh, yeah, they're they're a disappointment. I will say though, you brought this up a couple weeks ago. Jared Patterson is a name to keep an eye on if you are desperate for a running back. He may not play just yet, but they love Jarrett Patterson out there in Washington. Antonio Gibson just cannot stay healthy. So not a bad name to pick up if you have the room on your bench out there in Washington. But, yeah, we're both taking the bucks. So where are we going to next, Charlie? Next, we've got the Carolina Panthers at the maybe DeAndre Hopkins less Arizona Cardinals. Well, apparently it doesn't matter if Hopkins and Murray don't play. They – they can still pull out victories. Apparently, James Conner. If James Conner does that again, <laughs> then I was wrong on him. But I always say he's got that three- to four-week middle season kind of like, oh, my God, he's the greatest, and then he's going to limp his fragile body off to the sideline probably this week. But anyways, as for the pick, I'm taking the Cardinals. The The Panthers suck. They went from an okay team to a just terrible team. Sam Darnold, he's actually hurt, which could be a good thing. I can't imagine. Although you don't like, you're not sold on the Cardinals. So where where do you have this game? I mean, I'm not sold on the Cardinals, but I know what the fuck the Panthers are. And the Panthers aren't <laughs> winning this game. Like, <laughs> but like the like the Panthers and the 49ers, like it's the same picture. Like, what do you want me to say here? Like, uh, this is a trash team going nowhere. The Cardinals will win this one. And again, I want the Cardinals to play a team that's like actually got it shit together. So. That's that's where I'll buy it, but it won't be this week against whatever product the the car, the you know Carolina Panthers are putting up on the field. Uh, where to next, Chuck? We've got the Minnesota Vikings going against in uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. 
I'm going to go with the Chargers here. That was it was a good win against Eagles team that I I really just no, I have no idea what they're going to do week to week at this point. Um, certainly not throw the ball, but we'll get to them. We'll talk about them later. Um, as for the I, I'm taking the Chargers here. Minnesota is just disappointing. They're meh. Um, there's obviously some direct distractions going on with his old Dalvin Cook fiasco and Adam Schefter, the Patsy. Um, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers here, even though that the Chargers haven't been as good as I thought that they were early in the season. The Chargers and the Vikings are the same team for 59 minutes of a ball game. One team wins, one team loses. I think the Chargers are going to win ball game, really close ball games after last year where they couldn't. And the Vikings are just going to be that team that stays with you and then loses. They just that's just the way this season's going for them. Can they turn it around in the second half? Maybe, but I'm done with the Vikings. After they couldn't pull out the almost must win against Dallas and their backup quarterback. I mean, the Broncos could beat them. The Vikings couldn't. So I'm taking the Chargers. I think that was a much needed win against the feisty Philadelphia team. So I think the Chargers probably win this one in overtime. Where are we going to next, Charlie? All right. Next up, we've got the ugh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Denver Broncos. Just, just speak of the devil. Those feisty Philadelphia Eagles and the Denver Broncos. Who the Denver Broncos? Uh, this game's at home. Do I dare think that they keep the momentum rolling against the team, the Eagles, who actually are starting to kind of find their identity on offense? Oh, boy. Denver's a tough place to play. I'm going to take the Eagles, question mark. I'm going to take the Eagles. I just I, I like the way they've looked the last couple of weeks. They're not, they're not you know, moving me and shaking me, but you know, I think that, that Denver win in Dallas was more indicative on the Cowboys than it was on the Broncos. So I'm going to take the Eagles in what could be a slugfest. I'm going to take the Broncos here. Free Javante Williams, for God's sakes. Just let, just give him the rock. Let's stop, stop trying to make Melvin Gordon oh. happen. Is there, I mean, is, is there anyone more hated in fantasy football than Melvin Gordon? Maybe besides Taysom Hill, but like Melvin, get off the field. Why? Why are you playing? Uh, but to go back to the Eagles here, who saw Jordan Howard resurgence? Who had that on their 2020 oh my God. card? I'm going to tell you who didn't. Yahoo Sports, who kept them as N.A. going into Sunday, those pricks. Did you see that in Yahoo? He wasn't even available. To pick. He was available, but he's like, non. Get, Yahoo. I feel like I drafted him in the first round at one point, too. <laughs> yeah, when? <laughs> back. Maybe when did he start after his rookie year? He had a pretty good rookie year. Oh, didn't he play first base for the Phillies? <laughs> Ryan Howard oh, um, from oh, the office. From the oh, office. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. All right. Where, where are we? Where are we heading next, Charlie? <laughs> next, we've got the uh, Seattle Seahawks going against the Aaron Jones-led Green Bay Packers. <laughs> the other Aaron, um, A.A. Ron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess it depends on, uh, if, if, uh, you know, Karen Rogers gets cleared to play. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know. I, I, if, if Rogers is out there, I take the Packers in this one. If he's not, 
I, I guess I'll take the Seahawks, but is Russ back or is he got cleared? I don't know whether or not he plays that. I think that it's still undetermined, but he got cleared. Maybe they'll put an oven mitt on, on him and let him, you know, do that thing he does. But I don't, I, I don't know. We, they're both question marks at the quarterback position going into this game. Ugh, I just, this is gonna be, and these te- these two teams, like, I feel like always have pretty wild games against each other. Like I'm, this is going to like, this game is going to be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen all. Fuck. Uh, I guess I'll take the Packers in this one. Matt, Matt LaFleur is a coach is coach of the year. In my opinion, I think that they'll, they'll figure it out. I think. Yeah. I mean, like, let's, <laughs> let, let's, let's assume, let's assume that Russ plays and Jordan loves gets to start. I think the Packers did okay against the chiefs. Now the chiefs have their own problems, but I think love looks pedestrian as his first career start but i don't know i think they hung in there i think that they could hang in there even if aaron Rodgers isn't playing if aaron Rodgers is i think the pack win easily i think seattle's a pretty bad team in fact russ is the only reason why they're at all competitive so he actually deserves all the credit in the world without him they suck so i'm taking the packers in this game however i do want to bring up a name and i'm not gonna you know I'm trying not to get under your skin here, but like the Packers are from what, as we record this Wednesday night, OBJ is still a free agent. The Packers are one of the teams that are clearly in the market possibly for him. Do you, let's pretend he goes to green Bay. Does that, does, you know, does that team get like just increasingly better? Uh, I don't think he goes to Green Bay, first of all. Okay. It doesn't sound like that they – it sounded like they have actually extended him a pretty low offer. There's, like, word out there that it was a pretty low offer that was enough to make it seem like they put in an effort and then – but, like, didn't really try for it. Um, the, the word is, as of as we record this, that Odell's going to take his time with his decision. And I think that means that the market might not be there for him at this point in the season. I think that he's hurt. And the production hasn't been there. And I think that is a fault of the system and the matchup. Like they didn't, it didn't line and it didn't work. I still think he's got it. But I think at this point in the season, the teams that fit his bill don't really exist. Like (laughs) a team that has like, that's winning games and has a quarterback that can provide the place that I think makes the most sense for him to go would be Seattle. That's where I think he should act like same game, different team. I think Seattle is a perfect landing spot for Odell. Um, whether or not Seattle has the money to do that or is wants to do that, I don't know. I do have a, a little side bet with Stat Boy Charlie. If OBJ goes to the Packers and that team crumbles because of it, I have to legally change my name to Told You So Angelo. So that's something that's something to root for as we all know that bill cower is never going to head coach the cleveland browns so that tattoo bet is probably never going to happen here's something new that we can kind of root for so we'll keep an eye out on that charlie where are we going to next we got the sunday night game should be pretty fun the kansas city chiefs against the los angeles uh las vegas raiders oh tip jar uh (laughs) this two teams going in the opposite direction the raiders I mean, how many more distractions can this team possibly get? Now they're they're not they're nineteen overall draft pick cornerback. I don't even know his name. 
he David Arnett. Team, yeah, he what, what did he do? He made a video with firearms threatening people's lives. What is what's the matter with these kids? What's the matter with you? Um, the distractions are going to add up sooner or later, right? I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to make a little bold prediction. I think the Chiefs turn it on in the second half, and come playoff time, the Chiefs are going to look unstoppable. I think this is going to start that trend. Uh, they haven't looked good, but I think they turn it on. I think they beat the Raiders this week as the Raiders just can't keep up with all these distractions off the field. I mean, I, if the Raiders had beat the Giants this last week, I think maybe I take the Raiders in this one. But Raiders couldn't beat the Giants this week. Didn't beat the Giants. I, 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 I think I'm going to take the, Chief, the Chiefs in this one. I... I don't know that I agree with you. I'm I'm starting to sour on Kansas City in general, and I'm starting to wonder if I, this, the magic is out for this season. And you know, Kelsey looks old. They're taking Tyreek Hill out of it at times. They have no idea how to operate that run game. The offensive line hasn't come together like they thought it would. I I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one, but I'm not buying them long term. So I, I'm not buying that prediction. But hey, we'll. Plenty, plenty of season left. Um, where, where to next? You got Monday night. We're going to San Francisco with the 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams are in town. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I think I don't think the 49ers have it this year. I think they're just a bit of a mess, and I think it's the quarterback. Like, Jimmy G is who – yeah, and that's that's about it. You have to say um, handsome and, before every and, time we talk about Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy, referring to your quarterback as handsome before anything else is like when you refer to a, a comedian as like, oh, he, he's really nice. Like, no, they should be funny, not nice. <laughs> Jimmy G is handsome, not good. Um, <laughs> true. I'm, I'm taking the Rams here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams. I don't like San – although San Francisco Monday night, you know, anything can happen. The Rams – the Rams are coming off a, a loss that was embarrassing to them. I think Matt Stafford gets it together. I think McVay gets it together. Uh, it's going to be two good coaches, but one team has actual talent. The other team doesn't, and that's the Rams. I think the Rams get back on track and handle their business against the 49ers. Although I did say that this division is going to beat each other up so this game might be a little closer than you, you would think, but I still like the Rams. All right. We've got – we're going back to New England uh, where we have the Cleveland Browns at 1 o'clock against the New England Patriots. I, I mean, Simon, you kind of – you said it two weeks ago on our Halloween episode, and boy, were you right. Patriots might be one of the hottest teams in the league. They look good. They look fierce. They look mean. They look dirty. They, they, they're they getting their shit together. Mac Jones is doing just what he needs to do to run a Bill Belichick-led offense. I think the Patriots are a sneaky good team that you are right, probably going to sneak into the playoffs. But I Cleveland responded to the – look, all jokes aside, you know I'm busting your balls half the time. I think Cleveland looked really good last week. You know, rivalry game, they they took it to Cincinnati, who was also a pretty hot team. I think Cleveland goes into New England and they do it again. And then, then uh-oh, here come the Browns. So I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns in this one. I think you are too. Yeah, I mean, I, the so 
the the bigger news and what kind of what's now taking Cleveland Twitter by storm is what the Browns and what Andrew Barry did this week, which was locking up Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio, arguably the best guard combo in the NFL to extensions um, and solidifying that offensive line for, for the next couple of years. Um, it is really exciting. And I think it's, probably paving the way for that Baker Mayfield extension because I, I think that this is the core that they're trying to build and, and build around. And so I think it's, it's Baker and Denzel Ward are next and, and David and Joku as well. So Brown stands be ready for that. Like Andrew Barry is going to have to work some magic and I trust them to do it. But those are two really big announcements because Wyatt Teller has been an absolute beast. And if you watch that Cincinnati game and you just watch Wyatt Teller plays, they're fucking fun, man. He is just fun to watch. It's and it's hard to get excited about a guard in the NFL. Like Wyatt Teller is that kind of guard. Um, go ahead. You know, there's a name that I want to mention that we, we talked about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I mentioned that how good is Russ in Seattle, that when he's not there, how bad the team is. The One of the most valuable players to their team is Nick Chubb. Give that man the ball. He, when he is healthy and playing, and now granted, he runs behind that great offensive line, but boy, when he gets going, the Browns are just a whole nother ball. Like they're just really good. And I think Nick Chubb is, he should be like MVP caliber like in the conversation. He'll never win or anything like that, but he is just so valuable to that team. And I, uh, I I worry I worry about him getting it going in the second half and the Browns taking it to the place that they should be at. Well, the 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 unfortunate thing is he keeps missing games and he's obviously missing this one with COVID. Um, and so him and Demetric Felton are on the COVID list, uh, which means uh, and Stat Boy Charlie doing a little dance here because Dearness Johnson getting the start and Dearness Johnson proved against Denver that he was more than up to the challenge and. The touches he's gotten while Kareem Hunt's been out, it's clear that the talent is there, and he is showcasing himself for a team next year. Um, but also on the other side of the ball, you have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who are both uh, in the concussion protocol right now after going out with head injuries uh, in their last game. Um, the the Did you see the Brian Burns quote, by the way, on Mac Jones today? No, what was it? Uh, so so Brian Burns came out. Brian Burns in, injured by uh, Mac Jones on that dirty play. If you haven't seen it, go back. And the, it's very clear. It's that is clear and obvious. A dirty play. That fucking alligator twist. That like dirty dirt. Mac Jones is dirty. But Brian Burns says like he's like, he's like you know I'm just I wish we had another chance to play them play them this year. Um, but I'll say this: happy hunt, hunting to my fellow defensive ends out there. And so Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett, I hope they both get fruit baskets for the work that they put in on Mac Jones this week. <laughs> the old um, fruit basket. <laughs> uh, but then the, the one, the one last thing that I'll say, and it's it's why I do feel confident about going in and to New England and beating that team, is we always talk about what Bill Belichick does the best, which is he takes away whatever your whoever your best way, like focuses, it, he takes that away. The Browns don't have that. The Browns have a collection of talented pieces that when the offense is clicking, just kind of operate. And you saw against Cincinnati, nobody had more than three catches 
Like Donovan Peoples-Jones only had two catches that game. One of them was a 60-yard bomb. Jarvis Landry is the only one targeted more than three times. Like you can't just key in on one guy in that offense, which makes me very confident. And listen, we're going to see that sample size of is Baker Mayfield just better off without Odell Beckham the rest of this season. And it did look that way this last game. So let's see how it keeps going. Um, But I'm excited. Yeah. I like the Browns to win this one and, and kind of keep, keep things going. I don't know what I like more being right or the Browns being bad because somehow (laughs) if the Browns are a way better team without OBJ, I am so right yet. Fuck. They're a good team. So this is, this is your, this is your monkey paw. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, So I will, we'll see how, how that is. So Charlie, I guess we're heading uh, to the four one, two, right? If that's the area code, sure. (laughs) We're going to to Pittsburgh. Uh, We got the Detroit, the hapless Detroit Lions in town against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Simon, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, every part of me, and man, do I I take Detroit here? Be kind of cool, wouldn't it? (laughs) and, And here's the thing. I think Detroit can win this game. Like, I think that Chicago should have won that game last week. I think that, like, the Browns put up a terrible effort against the Steelers and, like, they had to give them the game in the, like, I think I'm taking the Lions here. And I'm going to be shocked if, in your heart of hearts, I think you're taking the Lions as well. And you'll take the Steelers because you have to take the Steelers as a Steelers fan. It's, you know, it's a Browns-Steelers podcast. I get it. But I really do think that this is setting up to be a letdown game for the Steelers and the Lions are hungry. I, yeah, I think, I think this is when the magic ends and the Lions get their first win. And I'm very curious how you see this game going, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Lions here. I have been saying all year, there's no way Detroit loses all, all their games. I have been saying I really like this team. They're not there yet, but I like what they have going. I think they are pesky, and I enjoy what is about to happen in the Motor City. They have not won a ball game yet. They just had a bye week. They're going Mm -hmm. into Pittsburgh with literally nothing to lose. The Steelers have won four in a row. They are in the thick of things in the playoff race. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that the Steelers lose this game. There's just, there's no way that they win this game. Mike Tomlin does everything he needs to do in the press conference, and God bless him, it's must-see TV. He says that he's got to let the guys know that there is no Power 5, there's no FBS. This is a professional football. All these guys can ball. That's easier said than done on a Tuesday in press conference from the head coach. I don't think the Steelers come out. They have not. They haven't looked dominant. They haven't looked good in the wins. They almost. They almost lost to Chicago. They almost lost to Seattle. They almost lost to Cleveland. There's they. They're getting better offensively, but not enough to make them a good team. Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, fantastic players. Here's the problem. 
Devin Bush stinks. Maybe not overall, but he's not having a good year. I don't know what they do with him schematically to make him go all over the field, but he does not understand how angle of pursuit works. Our other inside linebacker, he stinks. Schobert, Terrell Edmonds won't be a Steeler next year because he's not very good either. You can only ask so much of Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. Cam Hayward's doing fantastic, but that defensive line is starting to get worn out. Injuries are starting to happen. Stephon Tuitt's still not ready to come in yet. I think Detroit comes in and shocks the world, but I don't think it's a shock. I really don't. I think this is, I have been, I have foreseen this coming six weeks ago. I think Detroit comes in, gets their first win against the Steelers, and then the wheels literally fall off because the second half of the season, the Steelers' schedule is brutal. Even if we win, that schedule still gets brutal. But I think it might be a little bit of false hope right now in Pittsburgh. I'm being as honest and real as I possibly can. I'm going to be rooting for my boys. But I just don't see it happen. I think Detroit comes in and gets their first win against the Steelers. It just seems like it just seems the natural thing to happen. So there it is. I'm taking the Lions. Are you shocked? No, I I I knew I knew you wanted to. I didn't think you would do it, but I knew you wanted to. I mean, and this is I mean, I'm, I'm hedging I'm also hedging my bets here too. So even if I'm wrong on this one, I'm happy. But I just don't see it happen. I just the Steelers, I'll I'll put it to you. Let me put it to you this way. And Steeler fans out there who are, you know, calling me a dumb asshole. If the Steelers are at all legit, and in this AFC, it, it's wide open. The Steelers could make it to the Super Bowl because the AFC is just blah. But if they are legit and they are supposed to be legit contenders, then their defense, their strength needs to shut this Detroit Lions offense down. But if they let them hang in there and don't get look, look what the Lions did to the 49ers. They almost beat the Ravens. The Lions aren't terrible. But if they let this team hang in there with them and they're deep and their defense gives up the running games, the the swift, or they're giving up the middle of the field, wherever Devin Bush is supposed to be, then they aren't going to stand a chance against the better Browns team, a Ravens team, even the Chiefs who are struggling, the Chargers, all those teams that we have coming up are going to roll us if we can't even stop the Detroit Lions who are, they, they're, they're fight. What do I call They're pesky. They're feisty. They play hard. I like them, but they're not, they're not, they're not a good team that should beat a top tier defense. I don't think we're a top tier defense. I haven't seen it yet. Let's see it. TJ Watts, the best defensive player in the league, but there's 10 other guys on the field that need to step their game up. So let's see. Let's see how they look against the Lions. If they lose, oh boy, let's start talking Pirates baseball. If they win, give me another week before I start talking Pirates baseball. So that's my unfortunate pick. And here, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, folks, I wish that we had video of this because Simon's face was so elated. He was so excited to hear what I just said. 
It actually made me feel good. It made me feel like I, I'm happy that I could do that for you, buddy. So you're welcome. He, he, he was grinning from ear to ear, grinning like a butcher's dog. So there, there it is. So we, we got anything else before we want to get out of here? No, I'm just, nothing? it's give, give, give me that Denzel word contract next. We can uh, figure out, we have time to figure out Baker. Give me where, Denzel. Where'd he go to school? The. All right. Make sure you're checking out our sponsors here on the network. Go to silkcityhotsauce.com and use the code rivals. You're going to get 15% off your entire order. That's silkcityhotsauce.com. And big shout out to Voodoo Ranger, our sponsor who does the Voodoo Ranger trip around the league every week. Thank you very much. And also check out the awesome shows here on the network, including our boy, James Mattern. He's got a podcast here called The Commissioner of Comedy. Don't forget to check out his album that drops this Friday called The Check Spot, as well as the Pinch Music podcast that I also co-host. And for you anime fans, one peace of mind with Nico White. Fantastic. Thanks for listening, folks. We will see you next week. Simon, Charlie, always a pleasure, fellas. Here we go, Steelers. Go Browns. Go Bucks. Hi, everybody. Sorry to interrupt this show that you're probably enjoying, but I'm comedian Kevin Dombrowski, who you probably don't know. Joined weekly by my producer, Adam, a little bit more well-known than me, Hineker. Say hi, Adam. True. He's got a point. Uh, Dial it back. Each episode, I'll sit down with a very famous comedian that you probably do know, and if they're not famous, you probably know them anyway, and we'll break down what's happening in the world by making fun of all of it. This is Just Joking on the Paperhouse Network. No interviews, no arguments, just jokes. Now, back to your show that you were already enjoying.